It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Here are three recruits you need to know about on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackaby, and thank you so much making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining us today, John Garcia Jr., the man himself, Locked on a recruiting insider. He's the director of football recruiting over at Sports Illustrated. John, there's three guys I really wanted to jump into and talk about today. Uh, Does Auburn have a chance with these guys? How would they fit? And, And I think a fitting place to start always is the quarterback position. We can never talk too many quarterbacks. Last time you were on, we talked about Chris Vizena. He did not choose Auburn. And so then the reaction, right, is, okay, who could Auburn's next quarterback in this class be? We talked about a few guys, but a lot of Auburn folks interested in the idea of adding Brock Glenn to this class. What do we know about this guy? Well, that's Auburn's most recent scholarship offer at the quarterback position. So naturally, a good place to start. They offered right around the time that Vizina was locking in his decision with yes. the Clemson Tigers uh, out of the state of Tennessee. Uh, and Brock is an ascending prospect. You know, it was really Mississippi State, Missouri, Oklahoma State uh, kind of courting him. So naturally systems that are certainly not afraid uh, to throw the football. So he's gotten a lot of prowess uh, in that department. Really good footwork on a 6'2 frame, good athlete. Uh, maybe not a run first guy, but a very good athlete, which is obviously needed uh, in the quarterback development uh, era that we're in in 2022. But but yeah, Auburn is recent to this party. Uh, they had him on campus uh, two weekends ago when that scholarship offer went down. Uh, and he had some visits planned thereafter, but I just checked in with Brock a couple hours ago. No okay. longer taking that Oklahoma State visit that was planned for this weekend. Oklahoma State did get a quarterback commitment earlier this week so naturally he is moving on from oklahoma state so that's great news for tiger fans right he's got that recent visit under his belt new offer to dive into and now the pool of of contenders is starting to shrink Uh, so mississippi state and missouri the primary contenders in what's looking like a clear all sec battle for brock glenn so it's unclear as to how quickly he might navigate through this process, but but again, Auburn is right there. He just got the in-person time with Brian Harson, with the rest of that offensive coaching staff. He liked what he saw while he was on the plane. So I think Auburn timing-wise is in a very good spot uh, relative to the other schools. And, and there's expected quarterback dominoes going down here in the next few weeks. So I wouldn't imagine overall Brock is a little bit more inclined to make a decision sooner rather than later. And both Mississippi State and Missouri are recruiting a couple of those other quarterbacks. So 
uh, as always with quarterbacks, you got to pay attention to all of the dominoes, not just the ones that seemingly directly affect your team. But it is good to see Auburn moving towards its next group of options after Vizina uh, did elect to uh, leave the state. Yeah, after his after his uh, visit on April 9th on the Plains, where, like you said, he got that offer, um, he talked about his timeline was his visit to Oklahoma State, which you just informed me that's not happening. I wasn't aware of that. And right. then he was going to focus on Elite 11. And then after that, his words, he was going to dive into some schools and kind of get a lay of the land and things like that. So with that Oklahoma State visit out, is it just now his timeline, focus on Elite 11, and then focus on finding his school? Is that is that the next few steps for him? Yeah, and that's natural, right? April and May is when most quarterbacks start to make their decisions. I think yeah. four, four Power 5 schools have added a quarterback since the weekend. So we're, we're starting to get into that that phase of the year, Zach, where, where quarterbacks are kind of looking around, right? They've got their head on a swivel right. like, it's musical chairs. It's usually one spot per school. So all of these quarterbacks that are still in it, uh, in the South in particular, are really keeping an eye on things because these SEC dominoes are starting to fall. I think Arkansas gets their quarterback next week and, and Malachi Singleton, who's set to make his verbal commitment. Uh, he's an Atlanta area kid. Uh, right. So these dominoes in the SEC in particular are starting to fall in, in short order. So between Brock Glenn, Marcel Reed, Eli Holstein, a couple of guys that Auburn has been in on, it's going to be interesting to see how it is playing out moving forward. And, and then they're still technically one of the contenders for Dante Moore. You know, they had him on campus during a bus tour earlier this year, and he has not eliminated any school. So technically you're in it for Dante Moore as well, but certainly Brock Glenn is where the conversation should begin for Tiger fans. So, I mean, there's a million different ways, you know, and everybody's got their own like predictor set up or, you know, percentage chance of, of school. Brock Glenn is interesting because you'll go to one place and they'll say, oh, it's Auburn. Then you'll go to another one, and it's Missouri. Then you'll go to another one, and it's, oh, he's a pretty much a lot for Mississippi State. <laughs> you don't really see that a whole lot. Usually there's some kind of consensus of like, okay, this school is the favorite. Why is, it, why is this different with a kid like him? I think it's because of the dominoes. I think it's changing okay. the, the list of contenders for, for kids like Brock Glenn. And I think when I first tapped in with his name in general – I, I heard some of that Mississippi State buzz, but since Auburn hosted him and offered, you know, 11 days ago, now all of a sudden there is true Auburn momentum here. And like you said, no more visit this weekend. So after Elite 11, that means he's probably going to make some return visits. So now not only will Auburn be the most recent scholarship offer, but he'll probably come back to the Plains before all is said and done. You know, he's a Tennessee kid, so it's not incredibly far for him to go unofficially and then you still have the option for him to take official visits uh, to schools as well. So I do think he digs into trips to at least those three programs and, and they go from there. But like I said, all these schools are looking at multiple quarterback options. So typically when you track the visits and the new offer is sprinkled in and a, another school eliminates itself basically by taking another quarterback, those, those fields will change uh, the relative to where you're looking. Right. So when you're already a quarterback that's wanted by several places and you're getting ready for a big showcase like the Elite 11, what are you trying to gain from that experience? I mean, are you actually getting better as a quarterback, as a prospect? Is it more of a networking thing? Because, I mean, a lot of these guys, like you said, are already committed or about to commit. They've already got those coveted and valued offers in from these top schools. What does a guy like him try to get out of something like this? Well, certainly you want to punch your ticket to the finals, right? You want to go to California, spend a week out there and, and compete with the best in the country. And what has 
is going to be a banner quarterback year, no matter how you look at it. This is a great group of passers. So you want to, to take a mini vacation and compete, but at, at the regional event where he's competing, you also want to just win the day. You want to get better. I mean, it's, it's a long workout, Zach, 400 throws or so. It's hot out. I mean, it, it is really designed to make you uncomfortable. And a lot of the metrics by which the Elite 11 staff measures tangibly is towards the end of that workout. They do a little accuracy station, uh, and they, they move you around so much to where you're kind of run down in the end. So I think it's, it's a measuring stick, but also a, a place where you can look inward and say, hey, this is where I need to focus on on the field going forward. In addition to that, of course, desire to want to get that, that golden ticket to Los Angeles to compete uh, at the end of June. Was Auburn early in offering a pretty athletic edge defender, a pretty, I think, standout pass rusher? We get John's thoughts on that in just a moment. I want to tell you about our friends at Athletic Greens. They have created this new formula. It's like a potion. Uh, it's called AG1. Uh, and it's like a potion because it, it's so it's magical what it does to your body. I ordered AG1 after the, the first ad read that we did a few weeks ago. It's sitting in my refrigerator right now. And I feel great. I take it every morning. It, um, it, it kind of gives you that energy. I'm drinking significantly less coffee right now. Um, it's worth checking out. I mean, it has so many different vitamins and minerals in your body and, and it's, it costs you less than $3 a day and you're taking care of your gut. You're taking care of your body. And I mean, there's so many different things that you can get out of all of this. So check it out. Make it easy to take care of your body and your health today. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs. Uh, to go with your first order, yeah, the 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 year supply of vitamin D, it's a little droplet, and you just kind of put two drops in your uh, in your shake every morning. It's awesome. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash college. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash college to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. John Garcia, our guest today. I want to talk to you about Ashley Williams, this edge defender out of Louisiana, 6'6", 220. Some places have him at 6'5", 225. Both of those are very attractive. There's not a whole lot of uh, ratings-wise about this guy. I mean, was Auburn just early? Because you look at his schools, and it's like, it's Auburn, Colorado, Houston, Georgia Tech, FSU's in there. Was Auburn just early in finding this guy? Yeah, everybody's looking into Ashley. Uh, breakout on-the-field prospect uh, last year, obviously not really well-known before or during the 2021 season, but had a huge breakout year, 14 sacks. And you mentioned the size, right? When, you, when you're, you've got the desirable size and you're productive at a position like that, with yep. one of the premium positions, right? Quarterback, left tackle, pass rusher, secondary. If you're a premium position guy and you break out with great size, it's going to flood in right. terms of the scholarship offers, uh, had zero going into this year. And now he's probably 
sitting at a dozen. But like you said, the, the quote unquote big boys aren't all in quite yet on Williams, but they're, I think they're about to be. So I do like the timing of this scholarship offer from Auburn. He visited campus for the first time as well, which is a nice combination there because you want to make good impressions early because this recruitment has an opportunity to become national in very short order. Everybody needs pass rushers. Everybody needs size in the trenches. Uh, and he's from Louisiana where starting this week, actually, every single SEC school is going to send coaches to start to see recruits because now uh, the, the evaluation period is here. So every coach conceivably could, could hit the road and go see kids in person. So when you eyeball 6'6", 225, and you look at the production and you look at, he's from Louisiana, so great competition as well, all those boxes start to get checked in very short order for a breakout candidate who will hit the camp circuit this summer and probably start picking up even more momentum. So I love the timing of Auburn, not only identifying him, but getting him on campus, presenting him with that scholarship offer to sort of say, hey, remember, we were, you know, one of the first schools overall and certainly one of the first SEC schools in on you. You know, keep that in mind as you go through the process, because that offer list, which has been booming, I believe will continue to grow in short order over the next weeks and months. So a good timing for Auburn there. And that's, those are the little things that I think schools like Auburn need to do, right? You're still trying to establish who you are as a coaching staff. What, what is Auburn under Brian Harson? A lot of unanswered questions there going into year two. So in recruiting, you need to start doing the little things and closing those margins, at least in the benefit of the doubt perspective. Yeah, yeah. And you know, Ashley Williams was on campus, like you said, this past week. Sounds like he hit it off with Trevon Reed, who's from Louisiana. I mean, he has just become uh, a lightning rod for Auburn's recruiting front uh, over the last six months or so. And it seems like any kid that's from Louisiana that they want, they're like, Trevon, just go talk to him. Tell him you're from uh, Louisiana. You guys can hit it off. And it sounds like that's exactly what happened here. Um, he had some comments after his visit about how – and I'm sure Coach Harson told them this, but like Auburn needs edge players after this yeah. year. They have three startable guys on this roster right now, and they're going to lose both of uh, their two starters after this season. They're both going to go to the NFL. And so uh, that's got to be a good pitch to have. It's like, hey, you've got a real chance, maybe not start with a grad, you know, with a grad transfer or transfer portal, something like that, but like you're going to have a really solid chance to play relevant snaps as a true freshman if you come here and play edge. Right, and that's becoming a more desirable trait on the recruiting trail for just yeah. about every single recruit, right? Because the kids who aren't playing are more likely to hit the portal, right? It's really, it's all, it all goes uh, around in a circle here in college football. So if you can sell that earlier, and look, this kid's from Louisiana. He understands the SEC West. He knows what goes down in, in the hardest division and in, in maybe in sports at this point. Uh, so yeah, if you can come in and have the potential to play early, that is extremely attractive. And the timing, again, Really smart here for Auburn. LSU is transitioning on the coaching staff. There are other transitions in the SEC. So if you can gain some footing early, you've got a chance to stick it out. Although, to my understanding, Ashley's recruitment has the, the opportunity to go maybe the distance because a lot of schools are still just figuring out who in the world this kid is. But, uh, again, those numbers are, are going to go up. So any little advantage you can get I do think is, is a big deal, and that's a heck of a sale regardless of position. But, again, especially when you play one of those premium positions. Well, and you touched on this a second ago, John. I mean, it's going to be guys like this that Brian Harson needs to to get on campus because he's not. I mean, he's not going to out recruit Alabama and Georgia. He's just not, and so he's going to have to do it by evaluation 
And this seems like one of those kind of things where it's like, all right, maybe if, maybe if he is early enough, it's going to pay off. Um, even if he does eventually get that Alabama or Georgia offer late in the process. Absolutely. You know, I, I think kids remember certain stages of their recruiting process. Um, I was talking to a, a kid up in Massachusetts last night who remembered his first offer. Yes. But he also remembered like his first quote unquote big offer. So if Ashley considers Auburn and Florida state, maybe his, his, turning point in terms of going from I'm a scholarship guy which is awesome mom doesn't have to pay for school but then okay now I'm a national recruit and I'm not just kind of this regional guy if he remembers that turning point you know I think that's another thing that could potentially favor Auburn in this recruitment and you've already gotten him on campus so now you can push to get him back on campus obviously the commute isn't uh, too far at this stage coming from Louisiana. So I do think there are some advantages to what Auburn is selling it. And yeah, you're absolutely right. If you're Brian Harson, you've got to nail the evaluation period, whether it's your own quarterback room or whether it's the recruiting board, you've got to nail the evaluation with, with very, very small margin for error uh, because this clock is absolutely ticking and recruiting is a big part of that. Although I will say defensively, Auburn has been closer to what we normally conceive as Auburn in terms yeah. of recruiting great prospects. Uh, I love their Juco Hall from last season. A lot of those guys are going to play really early. So defensively, you're still on track, but you got to keep that going as well. Right. All right, there's one other recruit I want to talk to you about. What Maybe one of the top Juco guys in all of uh, all of the Juco ranks that, that a lot of teams want. I'm right here on Locked On Auburn. But I want to tell you about our friends at betonline.net. They're the number one source for all of your betting stats and sports info. You can find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NBA playoffs and the start of Major League Baseball getting going. Go Braves. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering info from live betting to playoffs, esports, if that's your thing, and more. Check it all out at BetOnline, where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one-selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. John, before uh, before we jump back in, how can people find everything you've got going on right now? Um, I mean, you're covering everything in the world of recruiting. Yeah, real simple. Just si.com slash college or at si all American via all uh, social media channels. Yeah, it's it's quarterback domino season, which certainly impacts Auburn. It yeah. is uh, camp season. Uh, it's spring evaluation season. It is kind of all these things at once. So at we're hitting the road and, and we're, we're trying to put things into perspective as well. So, yeah. Check us out at Sports Illustrated. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Last guy I want to talk to you about today, John, Malik Benson, the JUCO wide receiver over at Hutchinson. Seems like all the good JUCO players are at Hutchinson every year, but 6'1", 185. Some places have him at 6'2", 190. Um, last year had over 1,200 yards through the air, had uh, 11 touchdowns through the air. I mean, Auburn needs receivers big time. Um, they may need a little less next year because they're not going to lose a whole lot in the receiving core, but still, like this is a guy that that I think Auburn appears interested in, right? But 
you look at his offer list and it's like every SEC school, including, you know, your, your yeah. Bamas and your Georgia. So, I mean, what, what are your thoughts on Benson, Malik Benson, and kind of the impact that he can have on the field? And then also your thoughts on his recruitment so far. Yeah, well, I'll start with his recruitment because it's wide open, right? I mean, not a lot of visits under his belt, and everybody wants a piece of this kid, and you could just see why. Just either you can you could probably go box score scout and just look at his yards per catch because I think it's like twenty eight yards per. I mean, it's absurd, absurd numbers, and it tells you right off the bat this is an explosive kid who can absolutely pick him up and put him down before, yeah. during, or after the catch. Uh, and then you get into his game, and you're like, okay, yes, all of that is 100% confirmed. I'm, I'm the last person that will advocate for box score scouting, but you can do it in this case uh, because Benson I mean, can the absolutely The numbers fly. are so ridiculous. The numbers are so ridiculous. It's like, okay, yeah, this guy's good. <laughs> right, and you, you almost want to, like, verify that, right? You're like, wait, 28 yards per catch? This yeah, is like, what does that look like? Yeah, show me, like, the sample size of more than 20 plays of what that looks like. It's like, oh, okay, right. yeah, this is crazy. It's amazing. I mean, I think he got a touchdown every 3.5 grabs or something like that. But you watch the tape, a lot of screens. It's a ton of screens and intermediate routes because those Hutchison coaches were like, look, we need to get Benson the ball regardless of how we do it. Uh, And he can kind of do it from there. I mean, one of the best Juco receivers I've scouted after the catch. He's got running back mentality after the catch, but he's got blazing speed on top of it. So a lot of instinctive traits that you like, regardless of, of the type of offense you run uh, schematically and what type of receivers that you value, uh, you can play bubble screens and he can put routes together at the intermediate levels as well. He won on, on some really sophisticated slant routes and dig routes uh, on tape as well. But, but like I said, Hutchinson, they're just like, man, run this hitch. We're going to get you the ball and, and just go be an extension of our running game. And Benson took a lot of those, to the house, uh, and it's really easy to see why he is so coveted. You, you don't have to be Vince Lombardi on this one. Uh, and, and that's why I think his recruitment is, is really just beginning because the, the difference with JUCO guys is they have to go through spring ball at the collegiate level, right? So they don't get the, the freedom this time of year to hit visits like high school recruits can, right? Because they're in a more job-like, business-like spring ball mentality so now that hutch is getting beyond all of that hutchison community college is getting beyond that now all of a sudden a kid like that can actually uh hit some visits and, and i would imagine every school in the country is going to try at least to, to inquire about getting him on campus and and like you said few programs need receivers and juice on the outside like auburn does yeah so i mean is it too early to even kind of lean one way or the other like i mean is there a chance that auburn's a top five school for this kid, or is it is it genuinely too early? I think so. I mean, look, he's from Michigan, so you certainly expect Big Ten programs to to be yeah. in on this kid. But but those coaches at Hutchinson know about the SEC. They've fed kids to Auburn and Bama and Georgia in the past. So I do think that he will take some SEC visits before all is said and done. Any national recruit will typically do that. So I would be surprised if, if Benson was the exception to the rule. But I do think it's a little bit early to start pegging favorites until he really hits the trail, which could be this offseason or could leak into the season because I don't think any school is going to slow down how much uh, they would they would campaign to get him on campus, even if they start filling up at, at certain positions. Right, right. John, um, I, got, I got you for a few more minutes, if you don't mind. So, what one quick thing I wanted to ask? So now we're in the we're in the time frame where coaches can go leave campus and, and visit these kids. A big thing that a lot of folks have criticized Harson for 
was not really doing that this time a year ago. Are you hearing anything different on that front? Um, it certainly seems like everything since that debacle that happened at the start of the offseason where they decided to, to keep Harson. It seems like he's done a full 180 as far as how they've approached recruiting. They've hired a ton more people in the recruiting staff. They're offering more kids. It seems like the branding of it all is kind of coming together a lot more. What do you expect from him as far as him hitting the trail and leaving campus over the next um, over the next few weeks? Aggression and effort, and I think that's what most Auburn fans want to see yeah. with Harston and and this coaching staff. Just get out there and see as many schools as you can, um, especially in state. And, and I think uh, with Auburn's location, obviously they can hit a lot of schools in, in very short order. And I have seen that already this week uh, at, at schools that aren't the, the name brands, right? It's not just Carver, Montgomery and Thompson and Hoover uh, and St. Paul's Episcopal. It's yeah. smaller schools that are a little closer to home that Auburn is sending coaches to connect with. And I, I've seen Auburn coaches more active in the state of Alabama than any other school to this point this week through three days. And that's not something I said last year, right? I mean, you mentioned yeah. the criticism. It was valid. You did not see these guys hitting the trail in state like we've seen this year. So an understandable adjustment from Brian Harson and company, but it's absolutely necessary because w- when it hits the fan or, or when, when it gets close to decision time, you, you need the benefit of the doubt from, from the coaches, particularly in your pipeline state or in your home state. So I expect that aggression in the state of Alabama, but I also expect it to filter into Georgia and Florida, which of course are, are the, the core pipeline states uh, for the Auburn Tigers when, when Auburn is, is rolling at its best. So I expect very aggressive uh, approaches from, from Harson and company, and, and they're going to rack up some miles in between, but I, I think it's the right time to do it. John, one more time. How can people find you, hear you, support you, all that stuff, man. Real simple. Uh, uh, just check Twitter if you want. Uh, John Garcia underscore JR or sportsillustrated.com uh, slash college. Awesome, John. Thank you so much. And yeah, if you're interested on John's takes on another school, he, he jumped on 13 locked on college shows last week. I think he's signed up for 15 or 16 this week. So he's um, he's soccer recruiting all day, every day, and he's writing about it too at Sports Illustrated. We'll be back tomorrow right here on Locked on Auburn. See ya. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.